Hello! Welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I can't believe we're reviewing this. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss Mortuary, which came out in 1983. Written by Howard Avidus and Marlene Schmidt, and directed by Howard Avidus. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? I'll try. Well, the story follows Christy Parsons and her boyfriend Greg Stevens. Christy Parsons and her boyfriend Greg Stevens. Christy's father has mysteriously died a month before and Greg's friend has just disappeared. And the two of them have suspicions that their parents might be involved in what appears to be a satanic cult. That their parents might be involved in what appears to be a satanic cult. But with Bill Paxton lurking in the background, we might find out something more sinister is happening. Yes. Sheriff, I don't know what the hell the kid's talking about. Was so this is quite a, quite a slow starting film. It started? I mean, it was slow. <laughs> yeah, it did remain pretty slow. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we, we, we start with this, like, nice, you know, idyllic house, swimming pool outside, yep, yep. nice sunny day. You know, and, you know, the music's not intimidating. It's not setting this horror tone straight away. No, but there you know, was a strange feel about yeah. this, this 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 beginning. Well, it was also the fact that this it was just such a slow slow start. I and mean, we we see this guy, you know, he's by the swimming pool and, and then we see this shadow with a bat appearing behind him. <laughs> and he's it's all in slow motion as he gets hit by the bat. Yeah. And then then he gets hit by the bat across the face and then he slow-mos into the pool. The slow-mo of the water going everywhere, then the slow-mo of the daughter running to the balcony and then running away. I was like, okay. okay. See, that was it. I, I got thrown at the beginning because I was like, did I see a girl? Because yeah. we saw this girl appear, you know, drive up to the house. But then, like, the film doesn't establish anything more and you've got this slow-mo going on. And I'm like, did I see a girl or was it just something I imagined? And then seeing her run out at the end, like, daddy! I'm like, okay, that's her dad. And that, that's that's it. Like, the movie kind of just then cuts away from that. That's our cold open. <laughs> and I found it really hard to kind of think, what did that just establish other than some guy has been beaten to death with a baseball bat next mm. to his pool? Well, I guess it confirms it is a horror movie. I mean, looking at the poster for this film, you know, the mortuary with the, with the tombstone and the, yep. the zombified hand coming out of it, I'm like, well... Is that what we're, is this a zombie movie? Is yeah. it an undead movie? I mean, I mean, the alternate title for the film was yeah. Embalmed. So I was like, well, maybe you know, it's to deal with the dead. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get, see, I got that feeling when the title did appear on the screen. That you know, that said to me, horror movie. But yeah. when it then cuts to two guys who pull up in their van at a warehouse, and I hate it when movies don't immediately establish who these guys are. Like I spend now forty-five minutes trying to work out. Their names, because at not one point do they actually like say that they're, they're buddies. They're completely friends. This is this is what I will later find is Greg and Josh. You know. Well, when Josh does go missing, he does call out his friend's name several times. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what okay. At that point, yeah, he was yeah, sharing yeah. out their name. At this point, right now, they're... we don't know who they are, other than the fact that this guy got fired. Yeah, and now he's coming back to the place where he used to work to make up the money that he was owed. Yeah, because so he wants to steal these two big tires. 
Yeah, what is this place? It's a warehouse, it stores lots of different mortuary equipment. You know, there's lots I of guess. coffins all over the place. I like the... Well, there's also an arm hanging out of one of the coffins. Yeah, and... They, they, you know, the camera kind of establishes that nicely. Like, hey, look, something spooky. And you're like, okay, nothing. The guys walk off. And they're so obsessed about wanting to get these tires that when they start to hear the, the strange chanting going on, they're lured over to a window. And Greg and Josh, Greg played by David Wallace, beautiful blonde hair. Oh, I like that. That blonde hair will take that man far, I believe. And they see what appears to be... A satanic ritual, ritual of some kind. Bunch of women. Yeah, I thought like it was a bunch of women. Satanists, you they're, know. I believe they're all women in black cloaks. I didn't spot any other guys apart from the, the, the head guy stood there. And you know, Greg does drop a bit of story here where he's just like, Oh look, it's Christy's mum. And I'm like, Okay, so we're gonna meet Christy. Right. And and that's her mum down there in that group. <laughs> One of them somewhere. <laughs> And Josh is like, oh, no, look, you know, we shouldn't be watching this because, you know, I watched this and this is what I got fired for by Mr. Andrews, who is his boss. I'm like, okay, so this this happens a lot. <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, so straight off the bat, we've got this murder mystery right at the beginning. Yeah. Then we've got Satanist or occultist or worshippers of some kind. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, occultist or worshippers of some kind. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, then... We got our, our second murder as, yes. uh, as they decide they're going to leave, but he's going to need to go back and get the tires. Yes. As Josh wanders back to find the tires, they've been moved from where he thought he left them. And that's because a satanic killer has set a trap. Yeah. Steps out. Shock horror surprise. Shanks him. Yeah. I mean, he'd already found that body in the coffin and establishes that that's Mrs. Andrews, his boss's wife, I'm guessing. Wait, I guess suppose it could be. I, I, can't, I don't actually remember the face of the... Wait, I guess suppose it could be. I, I, can't, I don't actually remember the face of the person well, in the coffin. Well, that's it. Like we, It was connected to that arm. And when he hmm. said the name, it was completely thrown away at first because it won't be established for another 50 minutes of what's going on. But then, yeah, we get the bit of a gory death. I mean, for its time, 83, couple of quick stabs. Yeah. And then Greg is just left there and he's now searching for Josh, who supposedly is stealing his van, but we know it's not. Hooking up with his Josh, who supposedly is stealing his van, but we know it's not. Hooking up with his girlfriend, Christy, played by Mary Beth McDonoghue. Oh, man, it was a drag, these two. Well, acting. yeah. I mean, to be fair, I was, I was. It was one. It went to a sequence I was happy with because I was like, it was. You know, quintessential eighties yeah. where they go to a roller skating rink, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I don't care. We got some eighties music, we got oh, some eighties fashion, we've got some, we got some roller skaters. Yeah, but it's like, like, it's fine. Th th but that whole sequence, okay? So they're they're looking for uh, Greg's van, and they see it at the roller disco. Yeah, and so they they stop there, and you well, you get into cuts between the people at the disco and them driving up. Disco, yeah. them driving up. Disco, them driving up. Him going in. There was something weird with the person behind him. I don't know. I, you know, 
Greg mentions about the van and the, the camera focuses with this person in haze behind them and he just walks out and the van goes. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, look, the van's gone now. We need to find where Josh is. I'm like, he's dead? <laughs> Who's driving this van? Well, it's got to be the killer. The sheriff does find the van later on and calls Greg and he establishes with Greg, which, which was quite a cool sequence. Bill Conklin uh, playing the sheriff, you know, saying to Greg, like, what were you doing at the warehouse? And you've got Mr. Andrews there, you know, saying, well, you guys were obviously clearly stealing stuff. And Greg's like, no, we were watching you doing... And Greg's like, no, we were watching you doing weird satanic rituals and stuff. <laughs> and they just kind of laugh him off, like, ah, oh, that's just, no, all, you know, all fun. But Christy... Christy, her character now has kind of a weird thing going on because she's been having premonitions before her dad's death. And her dad was the guy who died at the beginning, you know. So you're then following Christy at home. Played by Linda Day George. Who's a lovely, lovely lady. Yeah. But I just want to point out as well that uh, in real life she was married to the guy who plays Mr. Andrews, oh, right. which is Christopher George. Nice. And, and and sadly, Christopher George also passed away just after this film was uh, completed, oh, making man. this his, his last film role. And the both of them have got a, a wide history of, of films and TV film role. And the both of them have got a, a wide history of, of films and TV shows that they've been in. So probably the most famous you know couple in, in, the, in the film. Totally. I mean, uh, Linda Day George, Eve Parsons... Her character comes across very suspicious towards Christy. Very. Her character comes across very suspicious towards Christy. Very. You know, because Christy's just like, look, mum, you know, dad mysteriously died by baseball bat wounds next to a swimming pool. You know, the police have no idea how a baseball bat attacked him in the middle of the day. Well, apparently she's already dating somebody else already, which, you know, causes friction with the daughter. Well, is she dating Mr. Andrews? Possibly. Because we... Even we all know that she's going to these weird seance devil things. Exactly. And Mrs. Andrews' body was in the coffin at the beginning, but the film doesn't establish Mrs. Andrews for, like, at least an hour, an hour <laughs> of, like, where or who she is or what she's doing. And so I'm just like, okay, so, you know, Christy's mum is up to something. We know this because she was at this satanic weird ritual thing going on. But at the same time, she deeply cares for Christy because she's trying to protect Christy for some reason. And Christy seems to have... The tendency to sleepwalk. <laughs> Why? Uh, I can't tell you. But well, so, well, I mean, just, why does anybody sleepwalk? But I mean, she's got the added stress of losing her dad to a murder that was unresolved. Although a lot of people say it was an accident, she's still losing her dad to a murder that was unresolved. Although a lot of people say it was an accident, she still believes it was a murder. Yes, the baseball bat fell from a great height and hit him repeatedly. Well, well, well I mean. <laughs> Did we we saw it, but did anybody else see it? You know, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Like I said, I established that whole beginning as the movie went on. I established that whole beginning to be a dream sequence from Christy. Okay, you know, because she says to her mum at one point, like, you know, I was dreaming about dad dying before he died, and her mum's just like, yes, well, it's all the stress of everything going on and all this. But then when she properly starts sleepwalking at home, and we get the pool sequence, which was. 
I gotta say well done for a yeah. sleepwalking Mysterium was I gotta say well done for a yeah. sleepwalking Mysterium kind of uh, movie moment where she she wakes up in the water and is all freaked out of how she got there you know and what it all means but then the weird cloaked figure turns up again and it's like crystal crystal <laughs> how do you describe <laughs> this because it's not filmed very well no i have to say i can't see anything it's dark but christy is now scared she runs into the house mum what's going on and mum's just like look you know we're gonna have to obviously talk to somebody when they go to school christy meets up with greg but she is first met by paul andrews the son of Mr. Andrews, the owner of the warehouse, you know, played by Bill Paxton. Awesome. Amazing to see a really young Bill Paxton. <laughs> it's still a small role, but it's yeah. just great to see him. This this whole beginning bit of the, here where he says to Christy, like, oh, do you want to go and listen to some Mozart? And I'm like, <laughs> of course she doesn't. But then when Greg turns up, you can immediately see Paul's very uncomfortable. Yes. He doesn't like the situation. He doesn't like being kind of mocked by the two friends as well. And, you know, he will just continuously start to appear as we're following Greg and Christy as they're investigating, you know, Josh's disappearance and what this weird connection has with this person who's, you know, stalking them at night. Like, they do go and see a seance between... Yeah. they go back to the warehouse, don't they? Yeah. Uh, to investigate... And they see that it's uh, that the seance has now become like a, a Ouija board gathering where yeah. they're trying to communicate with the dead. And they are trying to talk to her father yes. that was murdered. And he does able to communicate somehow with, with them at the seance by, by rocking the table. Yeah, like the film establishes that there's a ghost. Yeah. You know, and that Mr. Andrews and Eve Parsons, Christie's mum aren't secretly Mr. Andrews and Eve Parsons, Christie's mum, aren't secretly having an affair? They're actually trying to find out who murdered Christie's dad? Yeah. And why? Okay, film. <laughs> then let's go with that. Because they, they, this is another point where, where Bill Paxton kind of turns up. They, they see uh, Christie and, and Greg see him. There's no communication. Nobody gets angry. They're just a little bit shocked that he's there and he's caught them. <laughs> but I, I, I started to work out that as this was Mr. Andrew's factory or warehouse, then Paul was supposed to be there. Yeah. You know, he or warehouse, then Paul was supposed to be there. Yeah. You know, he's working there. He's an embalmer. This is his job. He's he's not a teenager. Or is it or he is a teen, yeah, teenager, yeah. he's just working this on the side project. I like I said, I, I had really a hard time trying to just make some of this up on my own as sure. I went because the film's not really establishing. It's it's trying to tell me that this is a murder mystery ghost horror story with, you know, Greg and Christy as our main leads, but I'm not getting that. Yeah, I mean it's like it's kinda of like this Nancy Drew kind of like midsection where they're just trying to figure out 
you know, what's going on. And, like, as an audience, it's kind of mostly obvious. Yeah. Like, who the killer is, <laughs> you know? And you're just, like, you're just waiting for the characters to catch up. <laughs> you know, they didn't feel like much of a mystery. And, you know, and, and bringing in a ghost doesn't mean anything. The, 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 the satanic stuff doesn't really do anything, add anything. Do you know what's strange? It's, while I was watching this, I got a bit of a Halloween 3 feeling. Like, there was a story going on that I wanted about a killer stalking them, you know, and murdering people. But I had all this extra other stuff going on, but with the occult mm. and mysteriums and stuff like that. And, and I didn't want that. I wanted the masked killer to constantly keep turning up. And he, he doesn't. And no, and so we get we get see you know we get the 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 standard horror movie sex scene yeah. where the killers watching wow. in through the windows. I mean, standard. That was pretty fucking hardcore. They were going at it for a while. Oh, I thought it was pretty tame. <laughs> for I don't know for eighty three. Yeah. That's what that's what I was saying. I know we've seen like heavier stuff as we've gone on, but for eighty three, like. The, the whole build-up to the sequence where the lights were going on and I off. Know. <laughs> what the fuck? Was it a ghost? Was it Bill Paxton outside <laughs> with a switch trying to scare them? <laughs> he was just trying to cut the power. Like, like they turn up, like, there's no power. Where's my mum? Oh, she must be out. And then they go inside and they kind of sit by the fire for a bit. And then the music turns on and they're like, let's get up and dance. Right, yeah. Fire for a bit. And then the music turns on and they're like, let's get up and dance. Right, yeah. And they dance for a bit, and then the music cuts out, and you're like, okay, and then it comes on, then it comes out, then it comes on, then it cuts out, and then you're like, okay, shall we have sex now? Well, <laughs> and, and, and then she breaks up with him. And then she breaks up with him, like, because she looks at her dad's picture yeah. and thinks, I shouldn't be having sex with my boyfriend. What would my board? dad think? <laughs> so she goes to bed, and he sticks around because he doesn't want to leave her in the house on his own until yeah. the mum comes back, and then he leaves. Yeah. And then we follow the mum around, and... You know, she's in her nightgown and she's showing a lot of skin. And then she goes to bed and then she sits up because she thinks she hears something. Oh, oh, wait. But before, obviously, the, the shocking revelation you're about to reveal, I mean, the, the dream sequence with the window. Well, yes. Yeah. Oh, like Christy sleepwalks again. And then she goes to a window and like Christy sleepwalks again. And then she goes to a window and the, the hooded figure is there. And you realise it's Bill Paxton, if you hadn't realised it at this point. He's just wearing a white mask and he's talking weird, Christy. The window. Christy. Open the window. Open the window. But she's like in a hypnotic trance and she's, she's got a knife and she stabs the window and the window smashes and you're like, oh, fuck. And what was re just really weird was that she screams to her mum and her mum comes running down. Now, Linda Day George is just, like, she should have just made the whole movie about her in that nightgown. <laughs> and she's just like, what's going on? Oh, there was this weird figure at the window. Who was it? I don't know. Could it have been Paul? Nah. No, well, actually, actually Christy's like, well, it might have been. I, just, <laughs> I couldn't really see. I couldn't really see, mum. It was dark. I was half asleep. And she's like, oh, well, just to... Just to reveal to you as well that Paul might have killed your dad. You know, Christy, how you thought your dad was murdered by that weird baseball bat attack in the middle of the day? Well, it turns out Paul, who is an avid baseball fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he asked your dad for permission to marry you. Yes. Uh, which, of course, he was turned down. Yes, because Paul's insane. 
And so... Two days later, your dad mysteriously died in an accident in a swimming pool. With a baseball bat. And the baseball bat's never been found. But obviously, Paul goes to school with you, um, we believe. So we think he might be the killer and he might be still stalking you and that Josh might be disappeared. Oh, okay. Let's have a brandy. I was so shocked at that point where she's like, let's go to bed. Do you want a drink? Okay, mum. And they walk over and they have a brandy. Nobody says anything about the smashed window or the fact there might be a cloaked Bill Paxton outside waiting until we go to bed. They're okay with this revelation. And so they're like Gary said. Yeah, so they, they go, go back to bed. To bed. <laughs> this, this became wandering around at night in a nightgown, the movie, you know? And yeah, we watch her get into bed and she looks up at the window. She's like, oh. There's a shadow. Oh, no, there isn't anything. And oh. she gets back into bed again. And then she sits up oh and says, oh, there might be somebody in the shadow. window. Oh, she goes back to sleep again. Should have dealt with that broken window, maybe, in the club figure outside. It's like, man, how full of padding is this film? He walked in, right? He didn't yeah. break in. He he literally opened the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the next time she sits up, he's there, ready to ready to attack. Yeah. Oh, man. Bill Paxton stabbing Linda Day George. The faces he made. Uh, he pretty, I think he enjoyed this. He totally enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, it was... <laughs> I was so shocked. I didn't think I could see Bill Paxton wearing a white Halloween mask, you know, writhing and, and licking his lips while stabbing a white Halloween mask, you know, writhing and, and licking his lips while stabbing a woman on the bed with an embalming tool. Yes. Like, it's not a knife. It's, it's, it's yeah, the embalming yeah. tool, which the film doesn't establish at all. Well, I mean, we, we, we get to see him in, you know, earlier on in the embalming area, you know, doing the operations oh, and yeah. procedures. Uh, yeah, I suppose after you've seen, like, when Greg, Greg had gone to the mortuary and had been speaking to Paul. Yeah. It was a great sequence. It, like, you, you firmly got that Paul was just a weirdo. Yeah. From Bill Paxton's performance. But Greg was just so hollow as the hero yeah that when the dad turned up in that sequence and started kind of giving paul grief i got why paul was the way he was sure you know yeah. because his father was this overbearing figure and was just so dominant and quite scary like he tried to intimidate greg at one point but greg was like huh, i'm the hero fuck you mate <laughs> you know you ain't intimidating me um and and fuck you mate you know you ain't intimidating me um and and so after stabbing the mum and and Christy wakes up in the middle of the night, she keeps having these nightmares and then she wakes up and she goes in and she finds her mum dead and Paul kidnaps her. Well, it's a it's an extended chase sequence oh, at yeah, first. Yeah. And, and again, yeah. I was just like, this is so much padding where, you know, <laughs> it, it just felt like the killer could have got her at multiple times. But Bill Paxton just jumps out and poses. <laughs> you know, he's just like, ta-da! Ta and then she's like, ah! Uh, and runs you yeah. know and 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 it's it's the sequence where she runs out of the house you get the wide shot and she yeah. runs off to the right of the frame yeah then the killer chases her off the right of the frame i'm like all right cue the benny hill music here you know and that we, we they're, like they both have gone off frame you know half an hour later she comes back into the frame she's like creeps back into the house like oh i think i lost him i think i lost him i <laughs> Hey, and then of course he captures her, and then yeah, it's like, oh my like, god! Like Michael Myers was turning in his grave, yes, <laughs> watching this sequence. Like, 
Oh my god, what is Bill you amateur doing to That is not how you stalk. That's not, no way, no, no way. Like Billy from Black Christmas is in the <laughs> fucking attic, like pissing himself. There's out. a reason why the mortuary killer is not in Dead by Daylight, you know? <laughs> he sh- totally should be. Oh god. But he, like, Paul captures him, and Greg at this point has obviously come across a, a bunch of evidence that points towards the fact that. You know, whoever works, come across a, a bunch of evidence that points towards the fact that, you know, whoever works at the mortuary is probably the killer. And th- there was a great sequence. I have to admit, I had to go back and rewatch it because the movie had lulled me into such a deep sleep by this point. <laughs> I, I, I missed this whole section, so I had to rewind it. But Paul's dad comes into the mortuary and finds him with the body of Christie. And the body of her mum, you know, and and Bill Paxton just does this performance of look, dad, look, they were gonna lock me up. They they think I'm mad. Look, dad, look, they were gonna lock me up. They they think I'm mad, but but I'm not mad. They're mad, dad. I had to kill them because they're mad. They're all against me. And you realise at this point, like Hank Andrews, he's not the bad guy. He's just been dealing with a lot. He's his wife had gone kind of insane but the movie's not established this and by her the movie had told us at one point that she'd committed suicide but nobody had seen a body nobody had seen anything and so it was just like oh she committed suicide that was it yeah um and so like her body's missing you know and that has kind of broken Paul's mind at some point and so the doctor Christie's dad was trying to take care of him but he then fell in love with Christie and the da- uh, the doctor said no so Bill Paxton beat him to death with a baseball bat as you do you know <laughs> and has been going around killing all these people but I why the satanic ritual that was just a side gig he was doing that just so happened to what, you know connect with the story what about the ghost you know, the, the ghost has moved on now. I, right, okay. And won't be back. All that story stuff was just completely pointless. The it was all sh- just a setup so that we have a motive for the killings. Because, like I said, Bill Paxton, you know, the dad saying to him, like, you're mad, you're crazy. And Bill Paxton realizing his dad's against him, he kills him. You know, he, he stabs him, but he's also quite upset. Yeah, he freaks out once, you know, the, 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 you know, the shock or the, uh, you know, the uh, adrenaline of the situation. And that just firmly established for me, Bill Paxton was just an amazing actor. You know, this the, the, everything else in this movie was kind of poorly constructed other than Bill Paxton's performance. Yeah. Which he is now delivering to me. And he, he him, he's got all the bodies there. In this kind of like little weird audience. He's got Christy tied to a bed. He's playing Mozart. He's dancing. It's <laughs> fucking just amazing. And like like me and Gary were laughing. Because if you look carefully. You can see some of the actors breathing. Yeah. Like <laughs> in the scene earlier. It's like one of the nude scenes. Where they're doing the uh, the embalming. Yeah. Like when, when they're doing the operation. You can see our, our eyelashes. You know. <laughs> fluttering. <laughs> uh, and then of course when. Um. When Linda Day George is is being killed and yeah. she's on the on the gurney, yeah. you can see her breathing. I was just like, man, all, all the corpses in this film are breathing. You know, this they did their best to hide it, but like you always look for it. You always look for it. I spotted Josh in the yeah. chair. He yeah, was he's slightly still moving. breathing. And the fact that he, like he 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 establishes that he's embalmed all of them. Yeah. So that's why they're not rotting corpses, which yeah. I thought was quite a cool little thing. 
And he's he he's got his mum there. That's the weirder thing. He's got his mum's body there, and she's going to be in the audience while he marries Christy because he's going to embalm her, and they're going to live forever. But Greg turns up, and it's this final confrontation. And so, what, what weapon does does um? He's got an axe. He he's got a fire axe, hasn't he? And then Greg gets a machine gun. Yeah, he pulls a machine gun out <laughs> yeah, of nowhere. Before, well, he pulls it out of the coffin, yeah. which had been established at the beginning that this was where he was storing stuff. <laughs> and he fires the machine gun, which I'm like, well, obviously it's got blanks in it because that would just be a really poor end. Yeah, right. And Bill Hurst is like, ha ha, it's got blanks. And they they scuffle and they have a bit of a fight. And Christy gets up because she's been comatose up to this point so we could embalm her alive but now she's woken up mid-sleep walk walks into the middle of the room yeah picks up the fire axe and nails paul in the back with it and paul falls to his death which was quite sad and then greg and christy are getting ready to leave and paul's mum comes to life and lurches at them and the film ends See, it's supposed to have come as like a, a you know, a twist, a shock horror moment. But the fact that all of the actors playing corpses looked alive. Yeah, yeah. Like the moment when he's moving her in the chair. Right. And like her eyes kind of move as she's being wheeled. I was just like. Wait, where am I going? Where am I going? Exactly. I was like, is she supposed to be dead? Maybe she is alive. The film's not established that she. And so it was like when she started to move, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like. Okay, it's over. It's over. It's, it's over. It's, it's, over. Over. it's yeah. over. The moment Bill Paxton's dead, it's over. <laughs> the, the film just had a really bad way of establishing anything. And yeah. and for me, like looking back after watching it for the first time and then reviewing it straight off, the best thing in the whole entire movie was Bill Paxton, who established firmly who his character was and what it was doing. You know, Greg and Christy, they... I, I suppose you could say they established their characters, but what were their characters doing? Christy, you could say they established their characters, but what were their characters doing? Christy was trying to search for who had killed her dad, and jo- uh, and Greg was it, it looking was to find who It was the fact that they didn't Josh. really have any personality. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah the, almost all the characters in this were were devoid of life, of energy, of something that makes them. Apart, interesting apart from bill paxton yeah and maybe linda day george and her husband who you know they they established that they were into husband who you know they they established that they were into satanic worshiping and doing like weird seances and talking to spirits but why what did that do with the story why was paul running around with a black cape on with a white mask you know, what was, was that a part of his personality that he hadn't, it was coming out now. So, you know, maybe it was that kind of thing. He blacked out and then this part of him came out. And then after later in the movie, he takes the mask off and now it's one and the same character. <laughs> I fucking don't know. You know, it, the, the, the dream sequence. Like, I'm, like, I'll go into some of my favorite sequences. Like most of the film is just padding and boring and not very well established story arcs but the the sleepwalking stuff was quite cool you know because i was wanting it to go somewhere mm. especially the sequence where she's she walks up to the window and she has the knife and paul's like Christy. i'm like oh where's this going nowhere they went and got brandy 
Yep. <laughs> no. That's fair. They went and got brandy. Yep. <laughs> no. That's that's probably what made that scene more memorable for me was the ending was so anticlimactic, but then leads into the murder. Anything with Bill Paxton in this movie was just great. Yeah, yeah. You know, be him running around trying to stab people with an embalming tool or him just talking to people. Even the, like there's a sequence where he's in the graveyard and he walks up to Christy like, oh, do you want these flowers? Because I've got these flowers from my mum's grave. No, it's okay. And then he runs off skipping. Because I've got these flowers from my mum's grave. No, it's okay. And then he runs off skipping. Yep. Skipping through the cemetery. And it's like, oh, I just, <laughs> I just want to watch more, you know, him, him playing Mozart at the end. Yeah, it's great. Um, the rest of it's really forgetful. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say yeah that the sequence with Bill Paxton at the window, mm. you know, the Salem's Lot moment. Let yes. me in, let me <laughs> let in, me open in. the window. Uh, that 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 was pretty cool. Um, I think the, there was only one sequence that made me laugh, and yeah. that is when uh, when Hank is showing these uh, this elderly couple around all the coffins. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, right, excuse me, one moment, I have to go and deal with this. And the two come around to this coffin, and she looks at it and looks at her husband, and she goes, Oh, I don't know about this one. I don't think you'll be comfortable in it. <laughs> Honey, I don't think you're going to be... <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, not, not many favorite, favorite or memorable scenes. You know, most of the memorable scenes are the, the bad scenes. Like, yeah. just the, the padding, the endless chasing. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Do, do you recommend Mortuary? <sighs> you know, it's hard to say it, but I only recommend it if you really want to watch Bill Paxton. And yeah, he's yeah. he's the saving grace for this whole movie. I I sat for it. I got lost. I got bored. Um, but I by the end of the movie, I was like, man, he he was really good. You know, as as the, as this deranged psychopath stalking killer that the film just didn't establish very well. They didn't use him as well as they could have. They it didn't they didn't use anybody as well as they could have. You know, maybe that's the director's fault, the scriptwriter's fault. You know, we could go on all day of whose fault it was. But by the end of the movie, you're like, eh, I've seen better. But you, you, you've you, seen Bill Paxton. And he's, he's awesome. Just a lot of his sequences. Um, other than that, no. No, no, no. Right, right. Yeah, I honestly 